0: Hey everybody, it's me again, your favorite ball bag, Ed Carbajal, mixed martial arts analyst for FrontProofMedia.com. You can follow me on Twitter at Carbazal and at TheBlogBoardJungle.com. Um, funny thing happened when I was recording last night's episode. Uh, there was a Scrum being uh, done with Dana White and he had announced UFC 216, uh, yet another interim title fight um, with... Um, Tony Ferguson and Kevin Lee for the interim lightweight title, seeing as how the current lightweight champion is busy in boxing next weekend. So that's that happened, and um, Jesse actually called in right after I recorded and asked uh, uh, about uh, the other two guys that fought. He believes they could have given out four. Let me play that for you.
1: great stuff. I appreciate you, man. Appreciate it. I was sad that the lady who won, Jamie, didn't, did not get the contract. I really wanted her because she was getting her tail whipped, man. She was losing the fight until the very end, like you said. So, that was amazing. The two guys that that won deservedly so. Um, it was really... It was good. It was a good card. Um... What about the big guy though? The big guy that won, that he beat, he beat the guy that uh, was favorite. He was the he was the biggest underdog of the night, and uh, and he he gave that guy a good old fashioned ass whooping. Let me tell you. So, they could have given he could have given up four tonight, but uh thank you for sharing, and uh, I enjoyed your segment very much.
0: Thanks for calling in again uh, Jesse really appreciate it and I, I love the interaction um, just to comment on, on uh, what you said about uh, other guys getting contracts you know that we have to look at the business side of promoting and uh, fighting in the fight game and sadly I think one of the things they discuss when they go in the back room and discuss uh, who, who should get a contract um it's probably a really tough decision to give out more than one contract let alone the two that they have gave out in um uh, i think in three contender series episodes two contracts were given out a night and chris bird came back so he kind of had to say yes to him but i think one of the things they look at is how stacked certain divisions are and where they need guys like uh, Mike Rodriguez from last week obviously they need some light new light heavyweight blood so it was easy for him to not I mean not easy because for him to win but uh what I'm trying to say is it was an easy choice to pick someone that finished a- and having to be in the weight class you know what I mean so um <clears throat> Donovan Freelo Khalil Roundtree's older brother that fought a couple weeks ago he lost but I loved the heart and output that he put out so i really uh i kind of wanted him to get a contract even though he lost i just i think guys that that go all out like that deserve a shot at least at least give him a a three fight contract you know put him on the fight pass card or something and let them work their ways up but um anyways so uh really interesting day the nevada state athletic commission had passed um the uh, ruling on uh, using lighter gloves for Mayweather weather McGregor. I hate to beat a dead horse because I've talked about it several times on this podcast. But however, people seem to be all hot and bothered over the uh, hot and bothered, excited over the uh, over the difference of two ounces from ten ounce gloves to eight ounce gloves. So actually, one of the people I talked to about it was uh, my boss over at FrontproofMedia.com, Joseph Correa. So I'm going to uh, do an interview with him in a bit and. Um, play it for you guys because uh he and i got into an interesting discussion about it and uh, if you go over to frontproofmedia.com hector franco wrote a really interesting article letting folks know that this is not really something that people should be too excited about it's nothing it's not really going to make that much of a difference um as far as boxing side of things and how they work with the uh gloves because uh sounds like mayweather Mayweather's fine with the 8 or 10. It was his suggestion, but uh, we'll talk about that in a bit. Hello. Hello. Joseph, what's up? You're on the air, man. It's uh, Ed Carvajal.
2: What's going on, my man?
0: What's up? Just for the folks that don't know, I'm talking to uh, Joseph Correa. Flight missing. Founder of FrontproofMedia dot com. So, <laughs> so I was. Uh, uh, we had planned on talking today because we had gotten a discussion this afternoon when they announced the uh, the uh, change in glove size for Mayweather and McGregor, and uh, you had talked about some stuff that's in Hector Franco's article over at the website. So I was just wondering if you uh, wanted to share that for the podcast.
2: Sure. Uh, well. So a big deal is being made out of the, you know, 8-ounce versus 10-ounce gloves and, you know, how this obviously benefits McGregor. And, you know, to an extent, I guess uh, to an outsider it would appear that way. Uh, I can't say that I'm very happy about the change, but it's not so much about the gloves or the weight it's more the rule changes, kind of bending the rules, you know, making special exceptions. Uh, yes. I'm not very happy about that, but, you know, for, for many that don't know, this is not something new for Floyd Mayweather. He's fought in eight ounce gloves several times in his career. Uh, in fact, far many more than he's fought in 10 ounce gloves. So it's not something that's new to him. Uh and, He's one of the most meticulously prepared fighters, mentally, physically, in in all of combat sports, uh, particularly boxing. So he knows what he's doing. There's a method to his madness. Believe that. Now, and, on the surface, you would wonder why he would he would choose to do this and and give the, you know, a perceived advantage to Conor McGregor. Uh, especially when over the course of Mayweather's career, he suffered from brittle hands. You know, he's had a lot of hand injuries that started early on in his career, uh, which kind of forced him to change his style up. If you watch him over the course of his career, um, he's become a much more cautious and defensive fighter over the years. But, you know, he was able to do so because he had, the talent to do so, number one, but number two, because of his hand injuries. So
0: yeah, but that, but let me a, let me ask you this though, the the uh, because the when we were talking about it, I was like it really doesn't matter either to me in my opinion, only because it, people are saying it's an advantage for for McGregor, but isn't it also an advantage in a way for for Mayweather? Like, won't be he he be able to counter faster and move his his uh, offense faster because he's got, wearing I mean, it's a difference of two ounces. People may, may say, oh, that doesn't really matter. But, you know, over time, especially if you anyone that's started a boxing class and thrown a bunch of jabs and feels a burn in their shoulder knows the difference, that your, your hand without anything on it will eventually get heavy. So, I mean, isn't that a perceived advantage for Mayweather too? I don't see why people see it as such an edge uh, for Connor versus also being an edge for Mayweather. Like, to me, it just doesn't make a difference.
2: So I'm going to answer that. I was on the conference call today with Conor McGregor, and he kind of answered that question directly. Uh, There's pros and cons on both ends because, yeah, I mean, one thing you left out there is sweat. When you sweat, your hands sweat, the gloves get heavier as well. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I mean it goes both ways. It it definitely does. I, I would say the biggest disadvantage for Mayweather would be the brittle hands. You know, any kind of protection he can get, whether it be two ounces, one ounce, half an ounce, it it's gonna help protect his hands. So that that's the only difference I see for him. I I don't really think it's gonna be he's gonna be that much faster or or anything of that nature. Uh, Again, he's fought in eight-ounce gloves several times in his career, um, far more than 10-ounce gloves. McGregor, I don't don't think it's going to make a huge difference for him either because regardless, even at eight ounces, he's fighting at four ounces higher than he's used to fighting at. So either way, I don't think it would have been that big of a deal. Not only that in training – it's typical for guys to wear 16 ounce gloves. Sometimes even 18.
0: Yeah, gloves. no, that's and that's the same in in kickboxing and MMA too. 16. Some guys even do 20. Like Boss Boss was an advocate of using 20 ounce gloves for training, just for the the point that I made earlier about the hand speed and uh, adding to power. Because when you when MMA fighters train with uh, heavier gloves during the practice during camp, then they fight. You know, it, it's uh, a boost. Kind of like you remember Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> I don't know if you ever watched Dragon Ball Z, but I forgot the name of the green dude during the Cell saga, and I hate to get all nerdy about it, but it's it's an analogy I feel like people that don't follow combat at all can think of. Uh, when he was fighting Cell, People were, he wears like this white heavy hat and she shoulder pad and when he threw him off, he was faster and stronger. So it's kind of like that's the thinking going behind that. And um, I just feel like that's why, I, I, to me, it doesn't make a difference, and obviously because it, the rule set still favors Mayweather. This is not Connor's sport. And me being the MMA guy for over at Frontproof Media, like I said before when we recorded our reaction, I want McGregor to win, but I don't think he's gonna win. So I just, to me, it's just a, uh, um, like uh, what people have been saying. This is just a way to to try to get people to go on the website and buy some tickets.
2: Yeah, I I, I honestly think that. It's you'd be hard-pressed to really and in, in reality see Conor McGregor come out as the victor because to do so, we know with great certainty he's not going to outbox Mayweather. That's we can go ahead and say that right off the bat confidently. So we know that. Um, so it always goes back to his only chance being to land the lucky punch. Mayweather's fought 24 former world champions in his career, 24 of them. He's fought big punchers. He's fought guys who are fast. He's fought guys with immense boxing talent, guys who are defensive. He's fought them all. So there's not going to be anything that Conor McGregor can do outside of his awkwardness coming from MMA and kind of being a different look outside of that i think honestly that's his biggest asset rather than than landing that one lucky punch because no one's been able to do it yet um not that it can't be done but the chances uh, of that happening are very very slim mayweather very very rarely gets hit clean
0: yeah i mean that's something you i had mentioned before when we were talking about it on on uh, slack that um uh so, uh, being that he's new to a lot of guys talk about it when they're training with people that are new to any type of fighting discipline, um sometimes it's not unheard of for guys to get to get uh, or caught or have a harder time with someone that just because of their awkward style, because they don't know much of anything. And not that Conor McGregor doesn't know anything because I know he boxed amateur over in Ireland, but um I had brought up uh, Evan Tanner like when people talk about, if you watch that Evan Tanner documentary, I think it's on YouTube actually, um, when they talk to a lot of his former training partners, uh, a lot of them say that Evan Tanner, the first time they've sparred, Evan Tanner got the best of them because he was self-taught and he didn't really know anything what you were traditionally supposed to respond to. He came out with a lot of craziness. He stood weird, threw punches weirdly, and a lot of the stuff landed, which made for a hard fight. So, um I think uh, that you're right. That probably is his biggest weapon, but um, I don't know, man. I'm just I'm not. I I, I feel like I haven't seen any pr- proof other than them changing prices of the tickets. Right. That's the only thing that that's showing that that the tickets aren't really moving the way they had hoped.
2: Yeah. Um, that that's one one thing, but. Also, you can tell in in some of the – if you pay attention to some of the media that's coming out, um, you know, there was one yesterday uh, that Floyd was knocked out in sparring by Zab Judah, you know, and some unnamed source, you know, or a guy none of us in media really have heard of, um, you know, from some site that was sketchy. When you start seeing stuff like that, you, you have to question it as well. Uh, in fact, Max Kellerman from HBO predicted this would happen. That not, not about the ticket sales, but that false stories would start coming out weeks leading into the fight uh, for this precise reason, you know, to, to hype it up. Because to be honest with you, from the boxing side, a lot of people are dismissing the fight. They're calling it a circus. Um, in fact, Conor McGregor addressed that today as well in the conference call. He stated that, you know, um, that's a motivating factor for him because people are off the bat dismissing him, and he feels a little bit disrespected. But at the same time, he understands it, um, and and he he has a chip on his shoulder and he has something to prove. Now, I do want to mention one thing that. A lot of people aren't mentioning about this. So we talked about Connor's awkward style and and how that could be an asset for him. One thing that I don't see mentioned a lot when when this fight comes up is Mayweather's ability to fight effectively out of multiple stances um, where he, he can... He can throw punches out of defensive postures where normally fighters couldn't or wouldn't be able to do that, uh, if that makes sense. So he's mastered the ability to be in a defensive posture and still mount an offensive attack. Uh, and, and that kind of throws guys off because as a fighter yourself, you know how, it's kind of, how fighting is kind of a give-take but Mayweather kind of breaks those rules, and he can mount an offensive attack from a defensive posture where he's totally in defense mode. Uh, he has a, a tactic called the Philly Shell. That's the defense he uses where he rolls his shoulder. Yeah. So that's With totally defensive I posture. Last you can't, most people can't throw any punches, or they have to use counter-punching. They roll and counter he can actually jab and, and throw right hands out of that posture. So it throws a lot of guys off. So that's something that Connor's not going to be used to either, you know, because he can totally be backing up and still attack. And Mayweather's very, very, very precise with his punches. So a lot of fighters that they've talked to when his punching powers question, oh, well, he hasn't knocked out a guy in, in several years. Um, this is true. But again, that goes back to the brittle hands. He changed his style. He doesn't fight like that anymore. Um, but he's precise. So fighters always comment on how sharp his punches are. So they do hurt. And he does the little things. He he throws subtle jabs to the stomach that take a lot out of fighters and, you know, change their rhythm. This, what do you think these about are the, the things... uh... Go ahead.
0: What do you think about, I mean, if he, if say this goes 12 rounds, I mean, let's just say, what do you think about the folks that are saying, like, even if that happens and Mayweather gets another unanimous decision win for a 12 round boxing match against an O and O guy, do you think that's uh, disparaging against him and boxing or do you think uh, it would just be uh, him kind of like trying to just drag it out for so people can get their $100 pay-per-view money's worth?
2: To be honest with you, I don't think Mayweather cares about that. A win is a win for him. He's he's shown that over his career, whether it's ugly, a pretty win. You know, a win is a win. So I would put my money on the fact that he's willing to let it go 12 rounds if that's what the fight dictates. Now, he's been talking a lot in the media about stopping Conor McGregor. He says he feels disrespected at some of the – Comments that he perceived as racist.
0: That's um, true. Yeah, and, Jesse, and uh, they, one, of, one of the listeners called in actually yesterday or the day before and mentioned that, too, that he's talked about uh, finishing McGregor, which is something he doesn't do often or hasn't done in the past, like calling for a knockout.
2: Now, in our conversation earlier, I, I mentioned to you that I've seen him be aggressive twice in recent memory. Uh, He was aggressive in the Miguel Cotto fight, and Miguel Cotto's a dangerous puncher, and he was aggressive in the Maidana fight, the first one. That that was a fight that a lot of people felt Maidana was in, and same thing goes with the Cotto fight. Cotto put up a a good performance. Mayweather was a lot more engaging in both of those fights, um, which surprised a lot of people because they're both big punchers but he engaged them. He wasn't as defensive. So, I mean, he could do that. He, again, he's one of the the greatest fighters of this era for sure. Um, Some say one of the greatest ever, but definitely of this era, uh, particularly defensively. So he can pretty much do uh, what he wants to do. One thing that's underrated about him as well is his ability to adjust. So if you go back and watch Mayweather, very few fighters. Um, I can only think of one right now that that is fighting actively that has that ability, and that's Terence Crawford. No one really adjusts like like Mayweather. You know, he he got clipped against Sugar Shane Mosley, and he was visibly hurt. One of the only times you've ever seen that happen. Uh, Demarcus Corley also hurt him, but so well, guess what? What he about uh,
0: Ring rust? Like, uh, it's, I mean, he hasn't uh, done anything in two years. You think that's gonna play a factor?
2: No, I, not at all. Because he stays, he he walks around at the weight he fights at, pretty much. He stays active in the gym. You know, he's Olympic pedigreed. He's multiple time world champion. You know, forty years old might play a little factor if.
0: Yeah, was just if going he's back really back forced back, into a dog
2: fight. But you never really see Mayweather out of shape or, or in trouble as far as stamina.
0: Yeah, definitely, as far as stamina. <laughs> so, um, all right, man. So, how are you watching this, by the way? I mean, I know we got the West Coast team supposed to be at the actual event, but we're we're over here on the uh, East Coast. Uh, I'm going to uh my with my brother to watch it at his girl's house. How are you? Uh, are you watching this, or are you going to watch the yeah. other –
2: I'm going to try to watch both, um, but the... For,
0: for the people he, that don't know, the the other one is Koto Kamagi, Kamagai. Am I saying yeah, that right? Yeah,
2: Kamagai. Yoshihiro oh, Kamagai. Man. That's going to be an excellent fight for the fans out there that really love a uh, uh, grueling, tough matchup, because Kamagai is a tough guy, and so is Koto. That's yeah, that's actually going to be a good
0: game. weekend for us, because uh, there's Bellator... That Friday, Bellator 182 is uh, uh, that's actually in New York, upstate New York, at the Turning Stone, and then uh, that's Friday, and then Saturday we got we got the Mayweather-McGregor and the Koto kama guy. So, uh, I mean, I'm having a little bit of a of a dry spell. <laughs> you guys aren't, but I am. So it'll be a good weekend next weekend. I'm looking forward to it.
2: I'm going to say this about Bellator as a boxing guy. I just want to put this out there for all the fans. And we've talked about this several times. I am a true boxing guy, but Bellator is doing all the right things. So when I, when I watch what they're doing, they actually have my interest. Um, I really like their product and, and what they're doing and how they're treating fighters and, you know, a good friend of ours here at Front Proof Media, Heather Hardy, is doing big things. She's actually a, a crossover star. She's boxing. She's also, you know, fighting and competing. And Bellator's really, really making a lot of good moves. So for yeah, you boxing are. fans out there, definitely get behind and support their product because it, it's, it's a good product. And, and the management is great there.
0: Yeah, yeah, I mean, they've been really good. I mean, this week, this week uh, Frank Mir and Sam Cecilia just announced that they signed with Bellator. They got uh, Roy Nelson signed with them. I, I feel like if you compare the two promotions, I know the UFC is supposed to be bigger and have more money and all that, but uh, and they're still considered the top MMA promotion in the world, but I think if you compare their 2017s to each other, I feel like Bellator probably had a better year. They didn't have as many cards fall through. You know, like the UFC has, they don't. They don't even deal with the interim title. They're actually both promotions are building a flyweight division, which uh, Heather Hardy, I guess, is considered a part of because she just said she did a multi-fight contract. But so it's definitely growth growth for the sport as a whole. But um, yeah, man, I appreciate you saying that for because I, I it's, it's one of my favorite promotions. I mean, you know, it's the sport is mixed martial arts. It's not one promotion it's all of them and all these fighters putting their sweat and blood out there for, for our entertainment. So I appreciate you saying that.
2: And it's Um, very easy to lose sight of that fact because people think MMA, they think UFC, and it's so far from the truth. Yeah. You know, there, there are, like you said, there are other organizations out there. Combate is another one that I I really have my eye on and I really like what they're doing as well. Um, It's just, there there's a lot of fighters out there. It's it's not yeah. it's not as small as it may look. And, you know, we as people in combat sports, whether it be boxing, MMA, we need to support each other's sports rather than segregate. And that happens a lot unfortunately. So, you know, yeah, I stand definitely. behind Bellator. I think I think people really, really need to pay attention to what they're doing because they are forming a business model that is is ironclad, and I, I really like what they're doing. I support them.
0: Cool, man. Thanks for saying that. So before we uh, call it a uh, night, I just is there anything else you want to plug? I mean, how's we selling shirts still? What's going on at Front Proof Media?
2: Yeah, we have uh, shirts for sale, the official Front Proof Media shirts that we actually wear as media to events. So, you know, for fans out there who want to get a little closer to the action and look like we look, Uh, The shirts are there. You can go to FrontProofMedia.com, click on the store link. They are in the description Uh, there. You can purchase one. They're $25. We also have uh, Boxing Buddha shirts that are for sale. They're actually on sale for $20. So big things happening there. We got more things coming soon, hats and things of that nature. Also, uh, we'll probably be running some contests soon where fans can have a chance to win a shirt. Uh, make sure to tag us with any questions you have on Twitter, you know, hashtag front proof. We'll get around to answering those questions. We check regularly. We're regulars on social media. So we appreciate what the fans have to say and all your feedback, any questions you have regarding mixed martial arts or boxing. We'll make sure to get around to answering those. And we really appreciate your support.
0: All right, cool, and I appreciate you taking the time to talk, Joseph. I'll, uh, no doubt. I'll holler at you later. Yes, sir.
2: All right, take care. Take care. Bye.
0: All right, so that was Joseph Correa, founder of FrontProofMedia.com. Always good to talk about combat sports with him. Um, one of the few boxing guys that I know um, outside of the, pretty much all the guys at FrontProof, uh, him, Daniel Zaldivar, Hector Franco, uh they're the boxing guys over there at Front Proof Media, and they're the only ones I know that I can talk about MMA with that don't get, uh, you know, like that defensiveness over at, uh, Somebody wrote a really good article. Walter, I, his, his last name slips my mind, but he wrote a really good article about uh, how combat sports doesn't need to be a Shakespearean tragedy. Tragedy. So go check that out because he pretty much talks about, how like, how come MMA guys can talk boxing... And have an intelligent discussion about it but when you talk when it goes the other way around you know someone gets uh, offensive you know and, and, and it turns into like an argument and stuff when uh, MMA folk like myself try to talk with boxing folk um, I never understood that and uh, it so it was nice when I found these guys at Frontproof Media that uh, they're all like that I mean actually a lot of them Hector is a you fan from he watched a lot of Pride FC, uh, but you just heard Joseph say how he loves uh, Bellator's product, what they're doing with it over there, whether that's because of uh, uh, Heather Hardy influence or not, who knows? But I mean, just the conversation we've had, he's never he's never a badmouth MMA. He's always been curious and had questions. So really good talking with him. Um, we'll get the other guys on soon. But thank you for listening. Have a good week. Um, Titan FC Friday uh boxing uh crawford he mentioned there's a crawford i forget who he's fighting i should have asked him but anyway next weekend's obviously gonna be busier than this weekend but i'll be watching titan fc polaris pro hopefully my chromecast is working so i can chromecast it um you guys have a good night thank you again for listening i appreciate
1: the time take care